I've spent some time this week trying to process through my emotions. Uh, I feel like many of you, they're not as consistent as they maybe were a, a month ago. I feel the stress of trying to uh, lead our staff, trying to lead our leaders, trying to lead our church uh, through this global pandemic, right? We as a church have had to basically reinvent uh, everything that we do and how we do it. I feel the stress of having all five people in my house together almost all the time, right? And don't get me wrong, I love my family like a lot, but we're human, right? We're all in the same place and they've got to be with me all the time, which is probably the hardest part for them. But I just started thinking through like, okay, what is at the root of most of my emotions? And maybe even most of all of our emotions as a society right now. And I think for many of us, what we'll find at the root of our emotions is fear. I mean, fear is actually probably a deeper emotion right now than anxiety, if you think about it. I've heard a lot of people talking about anxiety, but we're experiencing anxiety because of our fears. And as humans, we just don't do very well with fear. Fear turns us into not super nice people. Uh, author Max Lucado, uh, he, he says it this way uh, in one of his books. He says, fear turns us into control freaks. Fear at its center is a perceived loss of control. When life spins wildly, we grab for a component of life that we can manage. Now, for some, it's their diet, it's the tidiness of our home, it's the armrest of a plane, or in many cases, it's actually other people. The more insecure we feel, the meaner we become. We growl and we bare our fangs. Why? Because we're bad? In part, but also because we feel cornered. We're afraid. And I just think that's, that's really insightful. I mean, do you see that in your life right now? Do you see where you feel like you're losing control? For a lot of us, we just feel like, well, obviously we've lost control of our normal routines, right? Even just going out or out to see your friends, right? Even just going out to get a haircut. Uh, for some of us, the control, the loss of control feels even greater, right? Maybe you've lost your job, or maybe you're losing control over your health. Uh, and so what, what do we do when we're afraid of losing control? Well, most of us, we try then and grab control of something else. We think, if I could just take this one room in my house, maybe it's like your island or your laundry room, if I could just get that really in control and clean and make sure everybody else gets that in control and clean, then I could feel in control. But there's a misconception here, if you look hard enough. Like, okay, one month ago, before all of this started, would you say that you were in control of your life? Like at the end of February or the beginning of March, were you in control of your life? No, you weren't. You just had, you just had the illusion of control. You could have had a, a, a fatal car accident at any time. Uh, you could have been fired from your job. Um, someone in your family could have been surprisingly diagnosed with cancer. We're not in control of our lives. God is in control. It's just, what happens is when things are halfway normal in our lives, we fall for the illusion of control. All right, but then a global pandemic hits, and then we all go, oh no, oh no, I'm not in control. I have little or no control over the fact if I keep my job or uh, if I get sick. Or, but I would say, but did you have that control a month earlier? 
No, you, you just had the illusion of control, and that's why you weren't letting fear take over at that time. See, it's really important that we understand what the answer is once we come out of this. See, the answer is not to get everything back to normal so you can feel in control again. You never were in control. The answer is to anchor yourself in the one who is in control, in God. The, the answer is to find your life in him. And God is not just some being that's in the sky, some robot that's making sure everything's in control. He is just so much better than that. You know, we've been talking now for the last three weeks uh, in this Anchored series about what to do when you feel like you're getting blown out into the sea of fear and how you can be anchored in God. And then more specifically, who is this God that we're anchoring ourselves in? So the first two weeks, we talked about the importance of remembering that God is in control and that God has been there. And this week, I want to teach you the final part of the anchor. And here's the final part. It's knowing that God loves you. This, this is absolutely critical in combating your fear. I want to read to you a really important message from the Bible on this topic. This is uh, one of the letters of the New Testament. Uh, it's called the letter of First John. It's from chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 16 through 18. It says this. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. But the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Look at verse 18 there. This is such a critical teaching from God's word for us right now in 2020. It says perfect love, that's God's love, is what drives out fear. Uh, what this is saying is that when you understand how much God loves you, it acts as an anchor for your soul. It is the thing, God's love is the thing that drives out your fear. Uh, let me explain to you how this works. <clears throat> when, uh, when one of my boys was a two, uh, he went through this stage, it was a fairly short-lived stage, but the stage where he was just incredibly afraid of the dark. Uh, and he didn't mind it that much uh, when he was uh, sleeping, but if like, he was in a room, like, say like the bathroom, like a room without windows, and the lights were off, and one of his siblings came by and shut the door, and he was in the dark, he would just scream at the absolute top of his lungs. But I vividly remember, there was one day when he was in the stage, uh, I was playing hide-and-seek with my three kids in the house, and uh, which, by the way, I am just awful at. I, I play with them, but like, where is a five foot ten grown man supposed to hide? Right? I just, I, I have no, no good spots. Well, one of the other kids was counting, and I took the one that was scared of the dark, and I carried him to that very same bathroom, and we went in the bathroom, and I shut the light off, and I closed the door, and then we went in the room. And I sat down, and he sat on my lap, and it was the same bathroom. In fact, it was pitch black. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And he sat on my lap and he just giggled while he waited for the other kids to come and find him. It's like, well, what's the difference? Like, why is there no fear this time? It's just as dark. The difference is this. This time around, he knows that one, his father is with him. And two, he knows that I love him. And if I love him, then I am for him. And so he can relax. 
He can trust me and he can just let the fear go. Why? Because love drives out fear. That is exactly what this passage is teaching. This is what the love of God can do for you. Now look at the second half of verse 16 again. It says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. What that's saying is that if you're living in the love of God, if you're saturating yourself in God's love, you're soaking in the love of God, you're gonna be living in God. You'll be living in peace. It's like putting an anchor down when the wind is raging. Uh, this is a really important message, I think, for your prayer life right now. Right? We can't just sit down every day for prayer and say, God, uh, this is happening, I need this, 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 and this. You gotta put your whole anchor together, all of the parts, and put it down. You want to declare, number one, that he, God, is in control. Right? This is like what we talked about at the beginning of this message. you got to tell him in prayer, God, I don't have control. Maybe I thought I did. I'm sorry that I thought I did. I don't. You have it. And you move to the next part of the anchor, and you say, Lord, I just know that you have been there. You know what this feels like. You have been on earth, Lord, and I, I just that, that, that means so much to me. And then thirdly, you remember this part, that even when it's dark, that your father who loves you is with you, right? The reason that you can relinquish all control back to God is because you know that he is worthy of it, right? It's the understanding of his love for you that allows you to actually rest in the fact that he's in control. Does that make sense? Uh, let me show you something else in our passage. Uh, now look at the very first half of verse 16. It says this, and so we know and rely. Did you catch that word, rely? We rely on the love God has for us. So John is saying, it's not enough. It's not enough to just know that God loves you. Uh, almost all of you know that. If I pulled you aside randomly uh, from six feet away and I said, hey, do you know that God loves you? You'd say, oh yeah, sure, yeah, I know. But do you rely on it? Like when the storm is raging, are you relying on God's love right now? Or instead, are you just trying to ease your pain with uh, trying to check the news one more time or check the facts one more time or go to social media on one more Like What are you relying on when the storm comes? Is the love of God something you're relying on or is it just some sort of theological fact that's buried in the back of your mind? This, this reminds me of a story in the Bible when the disciples are out on the Sea of Galilee in a boat with Jesus, and this massive storm comes up. I just feel like this story so encapsulates everything that we're teaching in this series. Uh, firstly, Jesus has been there, right? He's been in the storm. It's proven by the story. Uh, secondly, he is in control, like, so in control. In fact, if you read the story, you can read it in Mark chapter four in the Bible. Uh, one of the things that you'll see is it was Jesus's idea to get in the boat and go across the sea in the first place. Jesus knew the storm was gonna come. The disciples didn't, but he did. He said, hey, let's, let's get in the boat. He's in control. And then thirdly is what we're talking about today. So the storm starts, right? The wind starts to howl. The waves start to break over the boat. Meanwhile, Jesus in the midst of this brutal storm, it says, is sleeping on a cushion in the boat. And so the disciples, they wake Jesus up and they say something, and this is just, it's so telling. They say, Jesus, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? 
there's a lot buried in that statement, right? There's a lot underneath it. Of course, you see fear. But underneath even the fear, there's a thought that Jesus doesn't love them enough to take care of them. Like if you, again, if you would have pulled the disciples over before they got on the Sea of Galilee and you would have said, hey, I'm just taking a poll. Uh, Do you think Jesus is in control? Uh, Do you think Jesus loves you? I mean, certainly they would have said, oh, yep, uh, yep. But the storm has a way of revealing how deep or how shallow our faith really is. Let me say that again, because this is what's happening in some of your lives right now. The storm will reveal how deep or shallow your faith truly is. And if that's what's happening in your life right now, and you're going, I am just so stressed out, and I have so much anxiety and fear, well, then the Lord is revealing to you and to me, to all of us, that maybe our faith isn't as deep as what we thought it was. And maybe we're not relying on the anchor of God's love as much as we should. So well, what can you do about that? I mean, we can, you can you know, saturate yourself in the love of God. And there's a couple ways, I'll give you a couple suggestions. There's a million ways you can do it. You know, one really simple thing you could do is just go to Google when this is over or your favorite search engine. And I just want, I just want you to, to, to type in, what does the Bible say about God's love? And when you do that, you know, one of the first things that will come up is just a list of Bible verses about God's love. I want you to just pick one of them, maybe two of them, and I want you to memorize that verse of scripture this week. And so you can say it to yourself often. So you, you, again, what you're doing is you're putting down the anchor. You're holding fast in your mind and your heart to God's love. Uh, another thing you could do is if you're doing daily prayer, spend some time not just bringing your requests to God. Over the next three or four days, I want you to spend time in worship, in song, every day for at least three or four days. You, maybe you pull up some of your favorite worship songs. If you don't even know where to find that, you just go back and maybe start this service over or one of the previous services. You can hear worship that way. And I want you to just let the love of God, the fact that God loves you, the Father loves you in the dark, just sink down past your head and into your heart because that's what we need for this season. The love of God casts out all fear, all of it. I mean, do you realize how deep this passage is? John is saying that as a Christian, you can have peace because even if the worst should happen to us, even if we should meet our end, we still don't have to fear. That's what the passage is saying. Look at it. He, he, he's saying followers of Jesus can have confidence on the day of judgment. They don't need to fear, he says in verse 18, because fear has to do with punishment and Christians aren't going to be punished. They're going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. And so we honestly, we have nothing not even death. We have nothing to fear. We're not afraid because even what looks like the very worst thing in the world, leaving this earth, even that is a blessing for the Christian. And I just, I, I want to know, do you have that level of confidence and hope in God? Are you absolutely sure that if your life were to end, say this year, are you absolutely sure that you are saved, that you're going to heaven? Because you can be sure. That's the teaching of the Bible that you, you can know. You can accept, even today, God's gift of his forgiveness, of his love. You can accept Jesus into your life. You know, the, the, the teaching of the Bible all the way through is that God loves you. He loves you. He's seen all of your sin, and he still loves you and wants to forgive you. As so much so that he came down to earth 
and Jesus died on the cross. Look at that anchor again. The anchor has the cross in it. What holds us together, friends, when the sea is raging is the cross. It's the fact that God loves us so much and that is proven by the fact that he would die for us on the cross. So you don't need to doubt that he loves you. He's proven it to you on the cross. And if you're hearing that, you're understanding that maybe for the first time, that God loves you so much that he died in your place, that he died for your sins, taking the punishment that you deserve. And if you would just believe in that, he could wipe away all of the punishment of your sins. And you could be forgiven. You could go to heaven. You can have a relationship in, with him. You can accept him into your life. If you're hearing that for the very first time, and you're saying, I want that. I, I need to be forgiven. I don't, I don't know what's coming in my life. I need to be forgiven. I need a relationship with Jesus. You can do that today. You can just say, Lord, I believe that you died for me on the cross and I want to follow you. And if you're doing that for the first time today, uh, we'd love to have you let us know about that. We want to help you with some resources. So if you did that for the first time today while you listen to this, or you did it maybe an hour later or later tonight or whenever it happens, would you just reach out to us? Send us a message on Facebook, or you can text the word information to 31996 and we'll be able to get you some resources. Now, let me just pray, and then we're going to have a, a song of worship as we just respond to the fact that God loves us. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you have looked at all of our lives, all of our worry, our anxiety, our doubt, our stress, all of it, and you just love us. And you are our loving Father that sits with us in the dark, and you care for us. And we just thank you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen.